Swamp? You know the Batman theme song? It, ooh, we can't use any of that unless you want to pay Warner Brothers. As long as I and... use five seconds or less, it is 100% fair use. And as long as we commentate on Batman, either the movie or the animated series that uses that theme. But also, I didn't use the actual theme. I just made some sounds in my mouth. So, who's to say? You can't copyright ideas. Well, actually... <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to Reboot Leggers. This is an uh, intellectual property and copyright law podcast um, where we really get into the logistics of how legal that is. Uh, we also do reboots uh, when we're not good at that other thing I just said. I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. Frank, I want to take it back to 1981. Please don't. I'm neg- I, would, I would be negative nine years old. And then I'm going to take you back to ancient Greece. Oh, and and then I'm going to in take what you manner? To, and then I'm going to take you to the Napoleon times. I can see you're ramping up to something. I'll let you finish. <laughs> Did you think I wasn't? You think this is an actual like journey I, I was planning? I don't. For us? I don't know how you were planning to do this, but I mean, I assume you have a plan. Do you think this was like a travel itinerary I was putting together for the mm-hmm. two of us, or like a pitch? Yeah, yeah, it's a pitch. Yeah, I'm not going to invest in your time machine again. Well, in lieu of a fully funded time machine, I thought we could just instead reboot the 1981 Time Bandits. Oh! Now, I'm going to take a guess. I've never seen this movie. I want to take a wild guess. Mm -hmm. It involves time travel. It does involve time travel. And I'm still just going to spitball here. Mm -hmm. These bandits, they bandit. Is bandit a verb that way? They perform banditry in the past that is correct and then they come to the future well they come to the but present. here's the thing here's the problem mm-hmm. so you go back in time mm-hmm. right and you steal an original like da vinci mm-hmm. all right you time travel to the to the present mm-hmm. and you bring it in to the art man and he's like who the and you who say i'd like to crap. sell this and he says that's fine we're just going to perform some quick verification tests oop oop all of our dating procedures have shown that this painting is about 20 minutes old, so it's obviously a fake. Is that how that would work? Oh, Like, I mean, because yeah. they test the paint and stuff like that. Like, this painting has existed for maybe a week. For you 20 minutes in the just, painting's timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't, you, you can't, how do you, I well, mean, gold also, is always give, gold, none of them right? would give a, None of them would care about the Mona Lisa because you stole it. So no, they wouldn't not, even know well, yeah, what it was. Yeah, you got to steal the small time stuff, right? Yeah. You no. got to look them up. You have to look. You have to find all the paintings that people care about and make sure you don't steal those. You, what you have to do is you have to steal them in the past and then leave them in the past where you can then find them in the future. Okay. You'd have to go to the past and then like construct and a like vault. Get a, like get a, get a safety deposit box yeah. in the past. And then you leave them in the past and then you come to the Pay future. Pay up front. It's going to be a couple mil, right? Yeah, so you're gonna have to do one big banditry first to finance that to get to get the this the security box funded, mm-hmm. and then you say like, you're, this box, you know, it's gonna be climate controlled. Here's, I don't even know what it costs. Here's five million dollars. No person for your in your lifetime, you will die, and no one will ever come and look at this box. But I'm gonna pay for for two hundred years up front. It's like the it's like the letter that Doc Brown leaves for Marty McFly at the bank. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, you're, you're all gonna take bets on whether or not... I guess you'd have to, the first thing you'd have to do is go, is be in the future and look up banks that didn't have any fires or anything for 200 years. Yeah. Or you just keep checking in like every 10 years, but that, that would get boring. Um, I think most banks didn't have fires. Yeah, well, well I mean, because they, they would hide the fires. I don't even know that you'd put it in a bank. I think you would construct a private vault. Oh, but that just begs to get banditried, right? But they wouldn't know about it. And then you've got it. other you, time bandits you keep, on your ass. You keep that off the books. But I mean, how did you even find out about your treasure in the first place, right? You're in the future. You did research. Mm. So other people in the future from you are reading the Time Magazine news article about your secret <laughs> vault Hold full up. of rich stuff. Time Magazine is not about time travel. Oh, what? It's not about, like, things that are in time. What is it? What's? Why do they call it that, then? Unclear. But I know it's not about that. All right. Well, you're, you're reading. You're reading Fancy Vaults quarterly. <laughs> quarterly. <laughs> quarterly, I think it's safe. And it's a. It's, you know, there's three. Yeah, there's there's four a year. There's and... four. I mean, there's not that many time vaults, right? They've got a. <laughs> so you're you're reading Time Vaults quarterly, and it's the year thirty one hundred, and there's a historical breakdown of one of the very first time vaults. Your time vault. Do they put time capsules in time vaults? Um, I mean, you can. I don't see why not. I don't. I don't really think time capsules are already built to be self-sustaining. Here's you know, my thing in, about time in capsules. Mother Nature's bosom. I think capsule is inherently a very cool word, and it capsule. and time capsule conjures images of very cool looking like sci-fi future crap. And the time capsules we see are always just like boxes and crap. Yeah, and they don't it's look just as like cool a as they should sound. Metal box. I think the DBZ capsule corp might be why I think capsules are so cool. I mean, I I agree. But so someone in thirty one hundred is reading Time Vaults quarterly, and they have a special piece on the world's first time vault. But one of these people, because they don't they don't vet, they can't vet their subscribers. They don't really care. They're just selling magazine subscriptions. So a person reading this issue of Time Vaults quarterly is themselves a time bandit and they think to themselves well all the way up until the year like 2250 mm -hmm. that time vault was just sitting there so i could do it mm -hmm. and i could be the guy right yeah so then history history is now this this line of echoes where every every year history is rewritten so that the latest time bandit to have that idea is the guy that opened the first time vault Ah. Right? But it's constantly getting overwritten. Basically, as the timeline moves forward, time just becomes scar tissue. And so, yeah. So this movie has Sean Connery in it. Let's, let's go ahead and reboot this. Do you want to... So I watched the trailer for it, and this is one of the most bonkers trailers I've ever seen, in that it gives no information. The whole trailer... So it's... it's you know how, like, old 80s trailers are usually, like the the scruffy voice narrator like mm -hmm. summarizing Grom the entire Dumberson plot doesn't yeah, know yeah and he's like talking he the entire time a merman. right exactly and he's like talking the entire time so this is kind of that except it's the scruffy voice guy like reading a script and then presumably the director of the film keeps interrupting him and correcting him and so no actual information comes out Hmm. Um, and then at one point the director just takes over and he says like we worked really hard on it and I think it's good and you should see it and the other guy it's like it's it is incredibly uninformative huh. it's three minutes of that three minutes of 
just movie footage with no explanation. Um, that's I mean that's the way to do it if you can get it if you can get it. So this movie, Frank. So now I'm, I'm clicking on a YouTube link real quick right now for mm-hmm, you from mm-hmm. the, the, that you sent me. Yeah, you don't have to watch the whole thing. It is three minutes long. We'll just have three minutes of dead air. That'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. There's Sean. Con- oh, Sean Connery dressed like an ancient Roman. Okay. No, nah, incorrect. But we'll get there. An ancient Greek. We'll get there. Okay. There's an 11 year old boy playing with Lego bricks. Oh, there's a little. Ro- oh no. Okay. Now it's gone. This was 1981. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The director's yelling at the narrator now. This is a very confusing trailer. There's an ogre type man yelling. This is giving me no information whatsoever. All right. Saying. There's a man with a knife coming out of his head, but it doesn't. It looks like it. He's doing it on purpose somehow. I think that's just supposed to be like a horn. And now there's a there's a minotaur, except that's obviously a man in a very bad mask. I mean, you know, Star Wars was only 1977, and they did way better than this. This movie seems bonkers. Okay, wow. So I still don't know what this movie's about, but it clearly involves many different time periods. Yep. So what I I mean, the show didn't even tell me what they were banditing. So what were they banditing? Um, well, so that's the thing. So let me, let me give you, let me give you a, uh, what's the word? Summary. Summary? So, summary. Uh, the film focuses on 11-year-old Kevin. Just Kevin. Kevin is sleeping in his bed one night when suddenly six dwarves burst through his wardrobe. Now, quick pause. Go on. Fantasy dwarves or in, you know, uh inconsiderate name for for a small person both all right uh on pause i I believe they are fantasy dwarves played by little people ah and um so they have this map and they are revealed to be former employees of the supreme being Okay. Capital T, capital, capital S, S, capital B. Cap- capital B, okay. And their job used to be to patch time holes in the space-time uh-huh. continuum, but then they decided that they would use the map of time holes to um, steal things from history, steal riches. Quick pause. The Supreme Being is, in fact, the good guy in the story. Kind of, yes. He's fixing time, and they have stolen from him what is his rightful property. Yeah. They're, they're, I Unpause. think they're supposed to be kind of like lovable rascals, though. It's like, ah, oh, you guys, don't steal that. Don't wreck the... Okay, don't, you know, undo the universe. Okay. I think they, like, steal it for personal gain, and then it, at some point... So, can you guess who the bad guy's name is, Frank? Um, The Darkness? No, it's close. His name is Evil. Oh, just... E-V-I-L. Correct. His name, they're fighting evil. So the Supreme Being is fighting evil. Yes. And evil. this, so he go. Kevin goes to a lot of different places. He meets, he goes to the Napoleonic Wars. I believe he does meet Napoleon. He meets Robin Hood. He gets sent to ancient Greece, meets King Agamemnon, which is Sean Connery. Uh, he, they get to the Titanic and they're there for the sinking. Uh, uh, do they? They don't help or save it. No, they sink it. They they're oh, there. They no, they don't sink. sink it. They're there when it gets sinked. Oh, okay, but they don't help. Correct. Um. So then, and it, these are still the good guys, right? Yeah, 
I'm just making sure. Okay. And um, then they get sent to Evil's realm called the Time of Legends, and then his a place called the Time of Legends. The Time of Legends, and then okay. they find the forest, the Fortress of Ultimate Darkness, and they, they're tricked. That's in, Evil's. It's Evil's fortress. Correct. And they're tricked into believing that the most fabulous object in the world, capitalization as appropriate, is there. They get trapped, uh, and Evil takes the map away from them. Uh, but then they find Kevin's been taking Polaroids of all of their adventures the entire oh, time. The 80s, of course. Yeah, and so then he realizes that he has a Polaroid with the map in it, and discovers a hole in the fortress that they get out of. And then Evil uh, tries to beat them again, and an old man shows up, and it turns out to be oh. the supreme being. And oh, then they okay, yeah. fight, and then Kevin goes home, and it's like good i mean so he takes the map back yeah kevin huh. well kevin gets the map back to the supreme being okay um he does accidentally so when he goes to trojan times king agamemnon is fighting like an, a bad guy or some guy and uh sean connery gets knocked down and the guy's about to do his killing blow and then kevin falls through the time hole on top of sean connery which startles oh, the guy, and then Sean Connery throws his sword at the guy and kills him. Just full overhand. And then Sean Connery adopts Kevin. Uh, oh. For like, for like how long? Well, until Kevin gets, I think like probably an hour until Kevin gets like found by the, the dwarves and they take the dwarf, him away. Okay. But so, yeah, so this is about time banditry and... Uh, good versus so, evil, redemption, you know. Uh-huh. So, in, but in up until the very end of the movie, they don't actually steal anything. They just they might be they stealing th- things as they go. Just, just grabbing, you know, whatever's around. Yeah, whatever's not nailed down. Okay. Fun fact about okay. this: songs by George Harrison and um, George Harrison actually uh, he mortgaged one of the buildings he owned so that he could finance the film. Oh. Mm-hmm. He believed in them. Yes. Well. <laughs> I'm reading a, a list of trivia about this, and uh, they wrote Agamemnon to be Sean Connery or an actor of equal but cheaper stature. So they wrote it... Humorous. They wrote it hoping for Sean Connery, but never actually thinking they'd get Sean Connery. Wow. Um... A lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, stuff. of stuff. So I feel like our first mission is to uh, uh, fo- refocus, focus or refocus <laughs> the mission. Mm-hmm. All right, so 11-year-old Kevin, good. Good. You, uh, you need a, the Polaroids? Guess what? Don't need to change that, because it's retro, and that's hip. Yeah, he's now a hipster. 11-year-old quirky I think we even go beyond Polaroids. He takes honest-to-God film pictures and has, like, a portable... Yeah, he has to be um, able to develop them. (laughs) Yeah, he has, like, a backpack kit that's, like, a tent. With like an unfoldable <laughs> developing developing studio. That's so he you know they go like we we need that time picture Kevin and you know he's like give me three hours God <laughs> I'm in the red room dark like, room leave it's not me alone the, I keep calling it the red room I've had a conversation about these this type of room several times in the past week I don't know why but I keep calling it a red room a red room so he's I gotta get in the red room give me it's called a dark buy me room. some time 
Well, I developed... Why... So the Polaroids are just a quirk until the very end when looking at the pictures helps them in some way? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that they do in movies a lot where there's, like... There's always, like, something that seems insignificant and then it turns out to, like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. be the key to everything. In in 1940, you took a picture of, of, a, of a road sign, but that's the password mm-hmm. to the secret mm-hmm. puzzle maze. Mm-hmm. It's Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Would you like to know the dwarves' names? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you've got Randall, the lead dwarf of the group. Good. And then you have Fidget, Strutter, Og, Wally, and Vermin. Vermin, huh? Vermin sounds like the Judas of the group. Yeah, he doesn't sound like the nice one. No. Randall, Fidget, Strutter, Og, Wally, and Vermin. So obviously now in our 2017 reboot, uh, Fidget will be decked out in Fidget Spinners. Mm-hmm. And he will physically rotate himself very often. I think he'll just, uh, yeah, I guess. He'll, so he'll, he'll, he'll be like he'll wearing often like... Be, he'll often be moving around in a circular manner. You know how... And then other dwarves will say like, fidget, stand still. And I'll say like... <laughs> I, He'll say, like, spinner's gotta spin. Spinner's gotta spin. You know how, like, fishermen and then have those vests where they, like, always have, like, hooks and bait or whatever attached to on the outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has like a, a vest. vest. He has a vest that's just, like, fidget spinners. Maybe, maybe he uses them as, like, tools? Or, like, this one is an attack spinner and he, like, throws <laughs> it's it in shuriken. the air? Yeah, yeah. Well, sort of, because there's other ones, too. Like, a um... You know, like a like one that's like a nail gun, and one that can oh, set things on fire. One's just a wrench. How do the fidget spinners do this? Is he? Did he acquire these? Did well, he bandit they, these? They, they, they have dwarven magic, obviously, right? Or I was going to say, did he bandit these from the future when fidget spinner technology has oh, exceeded our own? Oh, are we bandit the future? I don't see why not. It is interesting to me. That are, these, is their mission to bandit the future to the past? No, their mission. They don't have. Well, so are they on a mission, or are they still just wanting to get rich? Are they still getting rich? Okay, so... Honestly, if you're going to time bandit, let's be real, the easiest way to get rich would be to go to the future, steal some technology, and then bring it back as... And then bring it back, And, and yeah. patent it. Which, you know... And that would also advance humanity's evolution, right? Mm-hmm. We would... They, you go... You, okay, here it is. You go 10 years in the future, you bring back an entire factory that can make microchips, and you plunk it down in 1970. Huh. Now when you go to the new 2010, humanity has advanced, uh, this, uh, you know, since then, from the, the 1970 technology that's now better. Now I just want to talk about the feasibility of transmatting an entire factory from the future to the present and exactly how you think that's possible yeah so how well okay i guess let, let's do this first maybe we just you know you could just they steal have a, the they planes. have a time map mm-hmm. and but how that how do they actually travel they just know the time map shows them where the time holes are so there's time holes you jump in the time hole you come out the time hole and you're wherever else now yeah so i guess there was a time hole in kevin's wardrobe and but also they can like push the wall they get into his house and then they can like push the walls of his bedroom what does what does that even mean i don't know see it says they find that the bedroom wall can be pushed revealing a long hallway you push a hallway what 
Kevin is hesitant to join down the hallway until the visage of a menacing head, the supreme being, appears behind them, demanding the return of the map. Kevin and the dwarves fall into an empty void at the end of the hallway. So there's just, like, holes everywhere. And I'm not and really And they don't sure. control where the holes go, right? I feel like they must not. See, this is... The, they're, they're clearly also space... They're not only time holes, but they're definitely space holes. Because he, like, falls through his bedroom in United States of America yeah, and yeah. into Greece. I mean, they would have to be space holes anyway, because otherwise... Yeah, the Earth moves. You would accidentally just be hovering in space at some... At, you know, because the Earth's over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they still, they still steal a time map from the Supreme Being. Yeah. Randall, Fidget Spinner, Strutter, Og, Wally, and Vermin. I feel like Vermin has a lot of piercings. <laughs> He's like a punk dwarf. Yeah, yeah. And He's he got has, that spiked he's jacket. The only, here we go. He's the only one who's like, they all have, you know, the weapons, right? They all have the things that they do. And I think Ver- Ver- Vermin's the only one that just like straight up has like a 9mm handgun. <laughs> but like he doesn't, there's like one time in the movie where he just pulls it out and like shoots a guy. One of, <laughs> so definitely going for a bit higher than the original PG rating this film got. I, I think, I mean, yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a romp. PG-13 is the new PG. Okay, so he, so you've got, like, Fidget, who's got Fidget Spinner weapons, somebody's he's, got, He's got like, the multi-tools, but he's also got the bombs. Multi-tools and bombs? You don't, I think maybe- Well, Og no, his Fidget has. Spinner's, like, he, they, they, like, skitter on the ground and then blow up because it's a bomb spinner. Okay, so we're going to do an exercise, But he's Frank. still got the wrench spinner, and okay. he still has the fire spinner. So aside from Fidget and Vermin, who were, they got a bit more fleshing out, I want to do an yeah. exercise with you. For the remaining four- I'm just going to say their name, and you have to uh, reflexively, you can't think about it, just first thing that pops into your head, you assign them their weapon slash tool. Okay. Okay, so. Hit me. <clears throat> Randall. Lasso. Strutter. Stilts. Og. Uh, that's gotta be a hammer. And finally, Wally. Alright, so... <laughs> I don't. You said the first thing I thought of. You said Wally, and the first thing I thought of was a denim jacket. <laughs> so, fa- fashion. <laughs> um. Well, okay, so he has a denim. I mean, jacket. there's no take back. So Wally has a denim jacket. It's got like a cool like flamed tiger embroidered on the back of it oh you know it does um okay so their goal is what are they what are they planning to do with these yeah so i feel like so here in the original the original plot that we reviewed they have a time map and they're just kind of running around but they don't have like a thing that they're like doing right yeah i do think here's the thing too um just for because you know we're gonna get tweets and we're gonna get a lot of criticisms from the from the nerds out there, um, specifically about like, well, how do they get to each time hole? How is there conveniently a time hole whenever they want to leave? So here's what we'll do: we will add in that they can open a time hole, but they can only like 
that time hole closes when they go through it and it only leads to an already existing open time hole. Yeah. Just to get that out of the way, get the nerds off they our backs. They can basically, they've got a train whistle for time holes. Yeah. Or they just go, yeah. time hole. They can, only, they can only come out at a time hole station, but they can yeah. depart from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like... Once they're through the time hole, they're just, they're just in time. It's like... In Star Trek, when they beam you up, do you have to go to the beam room? Or can they beam you up from one place and then set you down somewhere else? You know, I honestly don't know. I think that, theoretically, they could beam you anywhere else. It's just that it's very, very, very often that they do beam them back to the ship. Because the, the beam room is a place where there's guaranteed to be no other matter in the way. Ah, that's smart. Okay. You know? You don't want to get beamed into the bookcase. That's not going to go well. No, because then you've got, like, a bookcase. You're just going to be, you're going to be a book. So you've got books in your lungs. Yeah. Books for lungs. Books as lungs. And then somebody's pulling a book out of a shelf, and what is that? Oh, it's a human lung. Oh, and those are your testes. Mm-hmm. It just would not be a good scene. So, they can pull up the time whistle. Jump in the time hole, and they come out wherever the time hole goes. They don't choose. I think they do choose. Mal, because I think they can see the time holes, and they're like, okay, we're going to go to oh, this they, one. They, they, the time hole opens, and then they, they look in the time hole, and they go, all right, guys, are we waiting for the next one? Uh, we really, I mean, if we wait for the next one, like it could be days. No, I was picturing that they can open a time hole and then choose which other time hole they exit from. But you're saying but it has can, to be one they haven't yet already used because they can't overlap. So they they only get one chance. There's no at Randall's each touching Randall's. There's you can't intersect, right? Uh huh. That would make sense. Yeah, because do the time does time travel? Does time pass? Like, that's a good point. Does the time hole always open to the exact same moment in time? Yeah, is a time hole. Like if I go if I if I open a, a time hole to uh, Napoleon times and it opens to Wednesday in Napoleon times, if I wait a day, does the time hole then open to Thursday in Napoleon times or does it still open on Wednesday? So I think that so time is a is a flat circle. Yeah. So you, well, you, you look you, and you look at it from the top, and all where, circles are where flat. the pencils where the pencil that was drawing the circle had to pick itself up and put itself back down and there's a there's a weakness ah. there's a gap in the in the flat circle sure those gaps are all the time holes and they just are when they are right right okay so, so if you want to go back to the vampire times in england it's gonna be it's gonna drop you right down into you know april 20th so so they can only visit each year. time hole one time is what you're telling me. Well, so new time hole opens as time gets weak. I see. So they just got to wait for the next one. All right, whatever. We're spending mm -hmm. a bit long on this mechanic. On time holing. Uh, yeah, we don't want a time hole for too long here. So do we want to... They got to go to the future at least once, I think, to uh, yeah. make this super cool. Um, and we'll send them to, you know, a thousand years in our future when... When the squids have won. The squids have won, but there's very, very good, uh, squid technology that they can steal and bring back for... Yeah, and it's all, it's all, like, gross and biological, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. they don't have, they don't have, um, like, microchips, but they, like, have 
Like, the, you know, um, have you ever seen Farscape? No. All right, never mind. It's all very um, squishy and slimy. So, like, in, you know, instead of cell phones, they have, like, a 16-legged talk squid that gloms onto your ear holes. Ugh. And it psychically talks to the other talk squids. Because evolution has guided purpose. Right, okay. In, in, within the squid, capital S. Um... So maybe, here's what happens. Maybe they go to the future, mm -hmm. and they see that the squids have won. And they say, before we were bandits, but now we must be thieves. Is, is the, are the squids capital E, evil? Yeah, yeah, it's make it easier. Let's say yes. So like evil has I don't want to have like a whole political, maybe they're not evil. They're, they're going to be bad. No, they are the character evil. Oh, are the squids? Evil is a squid. Evil is a evil squid. Evil himself yes. is a squid. Yeah, Lord Evil is the king of the squids. Yeah, and he's got the fortress of ultimate darkness. P mega mega pit. <clears throat> right, so then they're like, oh, we've made a mistake. We gotta go back. Uh, Turn roll him up. The guy who plays Bilbo Baggins, I think, is the guy who plays Napoleon in this BTW. Oh, wow. Ian Holm. Um, so then, what do they do? Do they get... So I imagine they get to Squidland. Um, yeah, and they see that the, 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 the squids are gross. And the map gets stolen, and then he goes into his dark place, dark room. He, yeah, he, he, starts, he starts developing pictures. Oh! I like it. So he starts developing pictures, and he took this one picture that was in... It was a more recent part of the, of the, the distant past, right? Mm -hmm. So it was... Um, it was like the 1800s, right? Mm -hmm. And he's taking a picture, and he sees that there's a man in the background mm -hmm. who's, who's the baby that he's holding is not a baby. It's a squid in a blanket. Oh, squid in a blanket. And who's that blanket? And he's, well, no, it's just a blanket that you would put a baby in, but there's a squid in it. Yeah, why is there a squid in it? Because he, he traveled back to implant the squids on Earth, but the squid is a baby right now. I see. So here's what I'm thinking. So they have to go back to the vampire times in England and find the squid. My, yes. So they, so then, so they have to go. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So <clears throat> this, this fits well into my favorite, uh, my favorite interpretation of how time travel works. So you know how there's always that argument, well, well, if you went back in time and stopped this thing, then you never would have come back in time or forward in time in the first place or whatever, right? They have to stop the squid by accident without doing it on purpose. Well, no. So here's what it is, and this is this is a uh, interpretation that I've ta I take from uh, Doctor McNinja by Christopher Hastings. I think it is very good. So basically, anytime a time traveler happens, it creates a and, and he alters the the time stream. It creates a new. Uh, anytime you travel back in the past, it creates a new reality. So in this instance, whenever Kevin travels back to the past to stop the squids, it will create a new reality in which the squids never happen, but the squid reality still exists. So he also needs to like remain in the future for long enough to overthrow those squids and then go back in time to stop the squids from happening to his reality. Mm. One more time. So different. So he's in the future. Mm -hmm. and there are squids there's squids if he goes back in time to prevent the squids from happening yes then that will actually just create a new reality where the squids never took over 
but the reality with the okay. squid still exists. And so... Okay, so t- separate timelines. Yeah. But so in, in order for him to have a clear conscience, he needs to at least, like, help the future defeat the squids before he goes back in time to save his own future. Okay. So that's okay. the thing he can do. We can have a cool future rebellion. So then, and then they, they use their, you know, hammer, lasso, Man, gun. We, just, we just cannot go two episodes without doing a post-apocalypse resistance movie, can we? It's just, they're, they're so hot right now. They are so hot they right now. They sell the pies. That'll be a very short part of the film. He, he goes into the Fortress of Ultimate Darkness to, and he steals the map back with the six dwarves, and they blow up the fortress as they leave. It's like a Yeah, yeah, it's just like, boom. Yeah. You know, like the part in the, the very good Indiana Jones part where the guy does all the sword dancing, and Harrison Ford just had diarrhea him. that day yep. in real life, and so Indiana Jones pulls out his gun and shoots the guy? Yep. They do that yeah. to the squids. When they when they show up to the to the castle, <laughs> and then the time hole is in a refrigerator, so they jump into the refrigerator to avoid the exploding fortress. Another Indiana Jones good. Yeah, good, yeah. Well, good I was mine was a good one. Mm. And then probably Shia LaBeouf is there, and then they push him through the time hole, and that's where he's been all these years. Yeah, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Cool. And then, so, uh, he goes to the past. Evil still exists in the past, but evil has not conquered. And so he has to, uh, the Supreme Being shows up, and then they fight evil. And then... Lord, capital E. Yes, every time I say evil, I'm speaking of the character evil, not the the person. The person whose name is evil, an incredibly good name. This movie is good? Yeah. And then, you know, everything is good and fine. And I want to watch um, this movie. I need personal closure. So on just one thing, which is that Wally can't be useless. How does he do something cool with a jean jacket? I think the jean jacket is the... Is the map on the back? It's the time hole gate. They all jump into his... Uh, the, like so the tiger on his back comes alive and forms a circle they jump into the back his back and then the back like he turns and inside then it, out it sucks him in from the front yeah okay that's, <clears> that, he kind that, of folds, I'm, I'm, he folds like himself that. into it and it's actually because co- what i'm thinking so you know whip lasso real gun these are weapons but jean jackets are a tire and therefore can be sold as merch yes Ooh. i feel like they should all have a jean jacket then but then it would make Wally's less special. No, Wally's the only one with the jean jacket. You're, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Do you think we can get Sean Connery back for Agamemnon? Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I don't really think he's been in much recently. I feel like. I feel like we could hook him. I feel like we could get him pretty good. I think yeah, we yeah. could get. Mm, maybe we get uh, Martin Freeman, the new Bilbo Baggins for Napoleon. Oh, a, a little nod, yeah. It yeah, has yeah. to be a Bilbo for sure. It's got it's got to be a Bilbo. Got to be a Bilbo. Um, and then I think uh, do we get Peter Dinklage to play Randall? If I mean, if he'll agree, I think I think he could go for I think Ver- it's a good Randall role. or maybe Vermin. Oh, he'd be good as Vermin. <clears throat> he was in like we, a, we need somebody that can sell that smolder. You know, Peter Dinklage was in a. I think they were a punk band. Man, that's good. It's called. Yeah, I think I like him as a His band was called. Uh, yeah, they were punk. They were called Wizzy. Guy I used to work with uh, played a show with them back in the day. And Kevin is going to be one of those Stranger Things kids, probably. 
oh yeah, that's really good. Could he be um, just whichever one? Millie Bobby Brown, and she's a girl who's been named Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Kevin's Kevin's the middle name. Yeah. Everyone calls yeah. her Kevin because Kevin yeah. sounds like eleven. Because that's because that's the that's the Stranger Thing. Yeah that 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 is the strange thing. The Stranger Thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 The Stranger Thing. Not to be confused with Kevin Levin from Ben 10. No, who is very cool. Yeah, very cool. Tons of friends. Okay, well, I think that'll do it for this one. I think yeah, we I think can cut covered. it, print we can it, cut, we can print, ship, ship it, shove it in a time hole. Cram it. What, what did we say last time? Um, What did we reboot last time? Cram it in the... Oh, uh, cram it in a... It doesn't rot. Put, let's let's zip it in a pizza pouch. Zip it? Is that what we say? Oh, we put it in a pizza pouch, but we already crammed it in it. a time hole. So I think in my good. in my mind. Oh, actually, that's a really good question. So does a pizza pouch? You slide your slice in. Now in my head, <laughs> you zip up the, up the side. Really getting but into instead, it. Instead, is there a pa- is there a flap with buttons that hold, that folds over the crust? You thought the pizza pouch was a side zip? Because you need to be able to like you and then get that slice out, right? Yeah, why wouldn't it be a top-down so you can get the crust? Well, I know, but the top-down, the zip would be weird, because zippers have to go straight. So is it instead of folding pouch with, with, with buttons? I think you can. Then it's not watertight. Yeah, I think it's just a big Ziploc bag, big enough to fit that crust. Uh-huh. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Do you wear it around your neck? I always imagined it being worn around the neck. I always imagined it being worn around the neck, yeah. <laughs> All right, we really got into it. I'm glad we did that. Thank you so much to everybody who listens to Rebootleggers. We love you so much. Uh, Please give us a rating and review and subscribe on iTunes. That would help us out a ton. Follow us on Twitter. Um, We've been uh, kind of part of an unofficial official podcast network called Potter and Family. There's a ton of other great podcasts in there if you just search for that hashtag. There's a lot of a lot of things that I think are very uh, overlapping with our interests. A lot of '80s movie recollections and uh, good stuff in there. You can find us online at rebootleggers.net or .org. Either one works. And until next time, I'm Scott Owen. I'm Frank Sarah. Frank, what's our password for next week? Uh, password for next week is a little long. Uh, jump through the tiger on my back now. <laughs>